0: I can end the, your eternity, make you mortal. What they, what they did to me, what I am, it can't be undone. Universe can stop me
1: what's going on guys my name is el De Niro, and welcome to episode 89 of the midnight hour i'm joined today by jack Woo! regular co-host as now regular of, again once yeah.
2: yeah regular once more
1: every five to seven episodes he disappears for five to seven months and yeah uh, <laughs> we're in one it's, of the yeah
2: careers. it's actually been impressive recently how much life has tried to kick me
1: yeah jesus <laughs> It's, it's been impressive and terrifying, but uh, yeah, here you I'm are. you i still
2: absolutely buzzing about life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just standing there with, like, burned clothes on one half, <laughs> the other half torn by some giant bear or something. Just That's like,
2: not far off. Need to
1: podcast. <laughs> Must podcast. Um, but yeah, we have uh, another podcast lined up today. Am I right? Yeah, fact. Who is, who is the... Uh, do you remember lefty from pka yeah he, he used to always start off his videos by saying the type of video that it was so he'd be like hey what's going on guys it's lefty back again with another gameplay commentary this is of the live right." it's like we can tell most of yeah. that stuff <laughs> we know yeah you don't need to like overstate the type of video that you're making when you're really just making it to talk about stuff so that's good, I'm glad I took the time out to explain yeah. that. My, my yeah, mind okay. is, is, uh, is, I, I've been like, like yourself, I have been lacking sleep lately, and mm. uh, it's had like this weird effect on my focus, and I, like, I think yeah. part of it is that it's summer now, so like the sun is out all the time, and I'm just so not used to that, it's completely fucked up my <laughs> circadian rhythm, and like, I'm just all over the place, so I will say lots of things that will be uncharacteristic and will seem quite strange to you, yep. but just know, it's not
2: the drugs. It is, in fact, the opposite. It is the lack of drugs that's killing me. So. Yeah. Mine's, mine's the, uh, yeah. 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 There we go. That's the first instance. <laughs> I've already fucked this up.
1: <laughs> we'll just we'll start again.
2: <laughs> no. No. Let's just, just uh, keep it rolling. This is what makes us charming.
1: There is no way I could start the podcast again. I, 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 We've not- already
2: been talking for at least three hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, the fucking part at the end of the show where I played the start of the show, it's just gonna be, uh, like, the three hours of the two of us talking about why Mussolini was a strong and stable leader.
2: <sighs> <sighs> That's how exactly how I feel about everything you just said.
1: Okay, <sighs> so, speaking of... <sighs> we're gonna talk about school, because uh, the other oh, day, God. I was like... Hey yo, what do you bitches? What the fuck is wrong with
2: me? Oh my god, this is gonna be the best episode ever.
1: I was like, yo, listen, guys, uh we need some questions and uh you are the ones who would traditionally ask the questions. So you, you ask people that the listen questions. to this. the first question by the way is are traps gay? Um are you familiar with this conundrum, this meme?
2: Uh I'm going to say no and seem very naive. I'm very much a child of the internet, and yet somehow this one's passed me by.
1: Is that true? Yeah. Okay, um, I am going to explain it to you and actually get you to answer Please the do. question. It's a meme. Like, this is a really popular thing on 4chan, which somehow manages to be the most anti-trans place in the world and also the most pro-trans porn place in the world. It's <sighs> really interesting. Um, a trap is a derogatory and pejorative term used to describe uh, transgendered Um, person like okay so i think a trap is a very very girly boy right um i i think yeah like it can be a boy that's like on estrogen pills and has breasts but also has a dick and on 4chan that type of porn is really 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 popular and naturally um, yeah obviously um so the question is are traps gay because it seems as though the amount of people who indulge in trap porn is proportionally way higher than the number of people who (laughs) identify as homosexual or actually view homosexual porn. So, there is almost no synergy between people who watch gay porn and people who watch trans porn. Interesting. Yeah. So, the question is, are Traps gay? And, uh, this was asked by a guy called Dan James, who has his own podcast, and he discussed it on his podcast.
2: I think Dan's hoping for, a for the answer to be no. Um,
1: well, the answer <laughs> is actually no. Because...
2: The answer is no, because gender is fiction, and uh, none of <laughs> yeah. it even exists, so... <laughs> yeah.
1: Nothing can be gay or straight. Nothing
2: but... <laughs> can be gay or straight when <laughs> none of it even really exists.
1: There is no male or female. There is no penis. These are imaginary constructs created by George Lucas.
2: That's um, actually completely true.
1: Yeah, no, it is. George Lucas invented the dick. Um hmm but the here's why traps aren't gay. Mm. It's because I fucking hate the term traps. By the way, like fucking grow up, you. Like honestly, just grow up.
2: You can't. You can't tell Four Chan to grow up.
1: I know. It's it's sad. It's like it's
2: like telling someone that's. It's like telling a terrorist stop bombing people. It's just.
1: Hey hey you, stop it.
2: Stop. Just right. just put it down. No, bad. Um...
1: So, we're not attracted to genitalia. We're attracted to body types and, like, different... Like, what comprises an attraction to a female is not what's under her clothes. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we're attracted to facial features and we're attracted to, like, the way eyes look. We're attracted to body shapes. Like, we're attracted to hips that look like they could hold a decent enough kid in them. And (laughs) if a guy happens to possess all of those things without, you know, radiating the fact that they have a dick, then Mm -hmm. you're going to be attracted to it and it's not going to be gay. And that's pretty simple. And, uh, you know, if you like charny porn, then, you know, go ahead and do it.
2: All power to you.
1: Yeah, don't worry about being gay. Who cares? I'm glad we addressed that because... Yeah. A lot of people were, uh, t- you know, that
2: very early on.
1: At least 1,800 people tweeted me that question. So, thanks,
2: um, thanks for bringing that number back into my life almost immediately. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know and won't know, because I mean, why would you? <laughs> I have just literally 10 minutes ago told L about my devastation of having to spend 1,800 pounds on a new travel card to get to work. And he just fucking stabs me in the back and brings it up straight away.
1: It's really weird that I didn't even know I was doing that. I was just like, ah, here's a round figure that is a lot (laughs) of people. (laughs) Probably the number of listeners we have. Yeah, let's throw that in there. So if you all donate one pound, you can get Jack to work every day.
2: Oh my God, please don't send me to work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please send him the
2: money. (laughs) Please just send me the money so I don't have to go to work. Yeah, that
1: would be ideal.
2: That, That would be way more ideal.
1: So, listen, we're here to talk about one thing and one thing only, and that is school and various other things. And traps, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, a lot of people have been asking about school lately. A lot of people have been like... Yo, would you do an episode on school and i'm like <laughs> episode 36 guys check it out it's titled <laughs> school um might be 37 i'm not sure i think it's 36 but uh yeah so um we spoke about school in that episode and we're just gonna do the same thing again because jack wasn't yep. on that episode so you know nope. uh this is this is part two of an episode that for us is going to be a part one yep. and we'll try take it in different places because to be honest I don't remember the fucking school episode at all, and uh, I'm sure none of you do either, so...
2: School episode part two, Electric Boogaloo.
1: <laughs> here we are. So, listen, the first question that, um... No, I'm not... There, There is no more questions. There are no more questions. This is going to be a conversation from here on out.
2: Are you completely sure about that? No. <laughs> I didn't think so.
1: Um, listen, I spent the last 2 years of my school doing absolutely fucking nothing. Um I already had my place in college which didn't require any um positive education results <laughs> in the school that I was in because I went to Scotland and they didn't know how the Irish education system works and I was like yeah I passed and they were like oh okay and I was like, oh, "Do you nice. want to see good any? Well done." Yeah, they didn't ask for any proof whatsoever, um, which that's is good handy. because I barely Had passed. None. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know how many points I got in the Leaving Cert for the Irish people listening, but it's it's like under three hundred. So, um, I'll, a lot of people think that I'm smart and people come to me for advice and stuff. And like, I'm not... just laugh
2: in their face. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like honestly, I don't know how I've managed to radiate such <laughs> intellect to the point <laughs> oh, that you fools. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah therefore when people ask me how do I study for exams how do I cope with the stress of exams the truth is I don't know because I never did any of that so I was hoping yeah. that maybe you could uh, shed some light on this conundrum for people
2: Yeah. so on the I suppose on the flip side to that I my second, my primary school education was very bog standard as a child and then I went to a second a grammar school um for those of you that may not know what a grammar school is uh, i had to pass a test when i was uh, 10 or 11 to get into my secondary school of choice um and it was it wasn't like a, an expensive test or anything like that it's not it's, it wasn't a private school it's a state school
1: it's where you have to kick yourself in the head that's the test isn't
2: it yeah yeah, yeah. and if, if you, you can, can kick it, yourself in the head yeah. You don't get in. Uh, but they don't tell you that until after you've kicked yourself in the head.
1: Yeah, so you have to try really hard to do it. And yeah. Was that how you damaged your cruciate ligament at the time? Trying that's to how I damaged
2: it. every ligament at the uh, time. Ah, yeah, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, so I had to do um, the, what was called the 11+. plus. Um, that probably um, I don't think that gives away where I'm from, but I mean London. Uh, fuck it. Uh,
1: London is a small place. So
2: I... London's a tiny place. I'm sure one of your one of you will bump into me at some point.
1: You live um, in twelve London Street.
2: <laughs> worryingly accurate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, and then I did um, I did a bunch of shit in school. Um, did some stupid shit in school. I also decided that when it came around to do my A levels. That I should take chemistry, physics, drama, and English literature.
1: Oh, yeah. those They all combine into one ultimate thing. Yeah, yeah, to there's become l- a, a lot of overlap in those.
2: Um, an eloquent failure is, yeah. I think, what actually came out of that. But That's
1: good. At least you were yeah. a certain type of failure, not just a mm. regular failure. Yeah.
2: So after a year of doing, attempting to do chemistry, physics, etc., um, I failed quite spectacularly. Um, and then left that <laughs> school to go and do actual things I enjoyed, like photography and film studies, and that worked out way better
1: and uh how did you get into that course with
2: photography and film studies yeah. or my yeah. university degree
1: well, how did you get to how did you get to have a university degree if you failed your uh, drama physics, chemistry, and <laughs> English?
2: Yeah, so I went to a, I went to a college after that. So I was a year behind all of my peers. Ah. Um, so there is no shame in that whatsoever as I insist to myself. <laughs> uh, no, legitimately like there is there is no shame in the way that I, I have no shame in the way that I went about things because it meant that I switched from doing something I hated to something I thoroughly enjoyed. And you have a and job in the
1: industry that you
2: I have a job for. in the industry that I wanted, so yeah. uh, all in all came out all right and really you
1: never had to kick yourself in the head that's correct
2: never once have i kicked myself successfully in the head no yeah.
1: tried many times
2: tried many many times yeah, never
1: never it's, quite it's
2: the it reason been. i go to the gym and it's the reason i stretch yeah it's for that prime unfortunately my leverages i've got a very long torso yeah. um yeah really not in favor of kicking myself in the head
1: yeah that's always let you down
2: yeah it really has
1: that long torso yeah um So, that's pretty good. You did like an access course type thing. I think that's what they're called, generally speaking. Um, Yeah, I did one of those too. I did a higher national diploma in business management, which you would think I would have used because I've worked in finance for the last two years. But (laughs) no, I have never once consulted the Myers-Briggs fucking hypothesis or whatever that thing is supposed to be. Or the... uh, McGregor's X and Y management never and never yeah. did any of that. I don't like those. Have no real world um,
2: application to anything.
1: Not in finance anyway. Nope. Uh, now that being said, I'm I'm not like a manager, and the course was business management, but I was a supervisor for like six months, and I didn't use it there either. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of I, I guess like does the, that one of the ultimate. Um, sources of pain at the heart of my education career from a very young age I couldn't articulate it at a young age mm. but I did get the sense that a lot of what I was doing was useless in the real world um, mm. Like from the time where like when my teacher would try and teach maths to me, it would just hurt my brain. Like I would feel my yeah. brain like swelling up from trying <laughs> to think really hard. It used to pulsate, uh, and I hated it. And I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And now I am, am a transfer agent, and I have to do account reconciliations every day, and uh, that requires maths. And I have to process payments, and that requires maths. You know what I do? I use a fucking calculator.
2: Yeah. So I was, I was just. I remember. A lot of my um, my cousins were on the back end, uh, my older cousins were on the back end of the whole, you'll never have a calculator in your pocket everywhere you go, kind of <laughs> thing from a lot of teachers, and it's just like, well yeah, yeah you will, because <laughs> yeah. fucking, it's called improvement in the world, yeah. and it happens rapidly. I truly really so, have a
1: calculator on. in my pocket everywhere I go, and that is just a truth yeah. about the world. <laughs>
2: I have, I have more pat. There's more computing power in the engine block of my car than there was in the Apollo 11 spacecraft. I think the phone in my pocket could do <laughs> slightly better than that as well. Yeah, uh. yeah,
1: it's crazy. Um, I, I, I think just that, uh, that source of uh, frustration of just going to school every day, knowing that you're never going to use this stuff in the real world, that fucking sucked. There was mm. we did a really cool thing in my last yeah. two years of school where, um religion was introduced as a like leaving cert subject for people who wanted to do it and I didn't want to do it so I had basic religion which was not actually about religion at all it was it was basically moral development so that was where I first learned Mm -hmm. um that that was the first time ever in my life that I was taught something well enough that it made me change like a fundamental belief I had um and Mm -hmm. that was about revenge and the death penalty and stuff. I used to be totally in favour okay. of that. And, um, I used to be very strongly anti-immigration and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I used to absolutely hate feminism, and I used to...
2: Oh, the early teenage phase, yes.
1: Yeah. But, like, I would never say that I was def- like that I was a racist or anything but I I definitely didn't want people from other countries coming to my country and I definitely could never explain why if you were to ask me. Yeah. yeah. But I would be offended at the idea that someone would ask why when I thought the answer was so obvious. So obvious. Yeah, and this was until I was like 16, 17, so hmm. um well, I left school when I was seventeen, so it was more like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I used to be so um strongly the opposite to the person that I am now. So, um, that's that's pretty cool, and that that's something that I actively remember taking part in, and that's yeah. a piece of education that's actually served me pretty well. And I don't think I can say that about many other classes that I had, and I don't mm. think that they do enough of that, like now.
2: Well, like challenging your beliefs. Yeah. It has, from what I've seen, um, just online and stuff like that, and obviously, you know, things should be taken with a pinch of salt. But everything has become very, very PC, very worried about hurting anyone's feelings. Yeah. Uh, which I think, to a degree, is wrong.
1: Yeah, I think so too. But I also, I also feel a fundamental. Um like magnetic pull to that tendency in myself that I can't really shake, and um, mm. I was listening to Jordan Peterson on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. Not he was on it recently, but he was on it before that, and I'm talking about the time he was on before. Um, okay. And he was he he's like an expert in uh, like cultural Marxism and that kind of thing, mm. um, and he's a, a staunch opposer of political correctness and uh, the gender pronouns and all of that stuff. Um, yeah and he was saying that teachers generally lean towards Marxism, and that's because Marxism has um a really strong attractiveness to um intellectuals with high levels of empathy, so if you are a person who like just empathizes with people like if you humanize everybody and you just sort of you know you just have like that yeah. yeah. Um that ability to uh to walk in someone else's shoes or you know that kind of thing um and you're intelligent, you're kind of lean towards Marxism because it makes sense to treat everyone equally and to mm. not want to offend people and stuff, so I think that's why the education world has sort of swung in that way, mm. and uh um I see <laughs> I'm not entirely against it, but in every debate I have about that, I think I lose. Or at least I find myself being unable to disagree with certain points. Yeah. And yet I just can't shake that sort of feeling away. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I feel like, um, especially in universities and stuff now, the the kind of very PC nature, I would I would argue that it's uh, it's hurting a lot of the people involved because they're not learning to deal with conflict beyond kind of pressing their hands over their ears and going la 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 la. Yeah. Um, like That's how I uh, see it and how I would say that when they go into the world, the real world as it were, with a lot of other people that aren't necessarily as kind towards their feelings, it will be a very rude awakening.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think as well, it just has this effect where if you live in a bubble, like a lot of us do mm-hmm. nowadays, um, if you meet up with an old school friend or something and it's great and you realise they have an opposing opinion to you or like an ideology that's slightly different to yours you can just block them out of your life forever yeah. and like while that's good in the short term I don't think it has any real long term benefits like it's it,
2: not It's not constructive for growth of people like the growth of someone as a person Yeah. like you're never going to grow as, I don't think you'll ever grow as a person if you're not challenging yourself mentally physically emotionally yeah uh, because that is the making of a good person being able to kind of see that someone has a differing opinion like you know this is obviously very basic and a very broad brushstrokes but if you're able to kind of talk it out with someone and establish this is how we both feel this is why we feel this way even just i understand your feelings even but i disagree and come to that disagreement but yeah If you can't do that, then, you know, you're going to struggle with a lot of things in in real life.
1: I used to um, see stuff like uh, this, whatever controversial speaker is banned Mm. from speaking at a university, and I'd be like, well, that's good. Um, That person should be banned because their opinions are hateful and stuff. Mm. And I I guess, I think people like me um, have a tendency to feel like actual palpable anxiety over seeing stuff like oh, Donald Trump says this and this many people agree with him oh my god how do we live in this world where this is a thing and this is like, yeah. you know what I mean and um, I used to like feel quite down about that not the Donald Trump era because I was more coming out of that phase by then
0: yeah. but
1: um, when I had uh, Matt Christensen on this show he's hmm. a guy who like has a different ideology to me Mm-hmm <laughs> And yet I had, like, one of the most civil conversations I've ever had with another person. And afterwards, like, I felt really good that I spoke to a person who voted for Donald Trump. Like, I was like, wow, Mm. that was great. I actually learned a lot. I learned that the other side has, like, a whole range of, like, accommodating topics and conversations and things that we agree on and stuff. And that made me feel better about the world. As ridiculous as that is to say... Like that made me feel better about yeah. the world, and I think if um I, I think people in universities could learn to just engage in a little bit more like civility rather than yeah
2: yeah aggression. Because again, it goes back to the whole you know hands over the ears la 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 kind of thing, where if you can't have a civil discussion with someone, then you know how are you going to say you are doing a business degree or whatever? How are you going to negotiate with someone if you can't listen to what they're saying if they've got a differing opinion.
1: Yeah. I used to actually get away with a lot of stuff in school, like saying things that were really controversial.
2: Like, I yeah. remember,
1: um, this would have been in, like, 2005, I think, um, mm. when Ireland was booming, and there was, uh, what I mean by that is the economy in Ireland was booming. I don't yeah. know if people, can, like, understand. But, um... Like, Ireland was, uh, had a really, really prosperous uh, tiger economy back then, um, and, and the highest GDP in Europe, and, like, the highest average income yeah. in Europe and stuff. And um, we had to read this case study in our class when we were learning about tolerance and stuff, and it was this mm. Australian woman talking about her time in Ireland, and, like, she was saying that, oh, Irish people have a tendency to just get too drunk too quickly, and Irish people do this, and Irish people do that. And um, my teacher was like, all right, so what do you think? And I, I didn't even put my hand up. I just said, like, if she doesn't like it, she should go back to Australia. <laughs> and everyone in my class, like, laughed. And some people were like, yeah, honestly. Um, and my teacher, like, read me the riot act for it. And I think if that was said nowadays, I would have already been fired from my job. And, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like yeah.
1: that would be the end of me. And, like, I, I obviously do not. Stand by that opinion yeah. now, but it's an opinion. It's yeah, like it, It's not your job to shout me down for having that opinion. No. It's your job to engage in discussion with me and, like, yeah. you know, try and try and win me around. Like, like, don't yeah. shut me down and call me a racist and stuff like that. Even though you can't be racist against an Australian, probably.
2: Yeah, maybe. Who knows?
1: You call that a knife? That's I don't know, <laughs> whatever.
2: Yeah, like hundred percent. I mean, you you probably remember my edgy teenage phase because i was still um strangely kind of going through that on twitter i used to say some very controversial things because i got a kick out of it um do you remember that at all yeah (laughs) yeah like i used to say some wildly controversial things
1: you used to say say stuff that was so needlessly graphic
2: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so i was so angry all the time
1: yeah
2: um I've I've gone back through and like deleted all Okay. That <laughs> <rest> <laughs> I was wonderful. Like got rid of everything that's attached to my name. Um, like, uh, um But yeah, it was it was just this weird teenage phase where it was like just everything was just constant screaming.
1: Yeah.
2: Like in my head. Um but yeah, it was so bizarre.
1: Did you um when you went to university did you experience uh like suppression of free speech like that kind of thing is that does that exist um on a wide scale level in the UK like it does in America
2: It doesn't it didn't exist at my university my yeah. university was predominantly uh male based and it was none, we didn't have any like um <clears throat> I mean we had we had video game degrees and obviously I did a film degree but we didn't have any properly, like, liberal, we didn't have arts and drama and stuff like that degrees, which I, you know, obviously I'm, you know, broad brushstrokes again, but I think those are the kind of degrees that attract the kind of people that, do you know what I mean? um,
1: Yeah, well, like,
2: (laughs) Classically, it's the liberal, more liberal colleges and stuff like that and universities that have that problem, and those are the kind of degrees that are then at the liberal colleges
1: yeah and it's not like the gaming community has covered itself in glory <laughs> you know it's, yeah. not, it's not like the gaming community is coming to <clears throat> you know is coming yeah. to fucking but, safe space
2: no yeah exactly so it was a university full of edgy just outside of teens
1: <laughs> All right yeah
2: um, so yeah not a ton of um, PC is to be had regardless of whether you wanted it or not
1: what what do you think the reaction would have been if like anita sarkeesian or someone was booked to speak at your college then do you think that she would be allowed to talk unopposed or do you think people would be like ah fuck you feminism is bullshit and stuff like do you think it would have gone the opposite
2: honestly i think honestly i think my my university was probably the least controversial place possible really um (laughs) i like I think that everybody was way more um cared way more about themselves than and were way too busy to worry about anything else. Yeah. Um I think that um if any radical like you know I say radical any um strong minded person feminist came to speak there would be little to no attendance. Really, yeah. Just because nobody gave a shit. That's like that was my university um experience and it's like I've um I've been speaking to this, I spoke to someone recently I got to know someone who she goes to a college in the US and it's renowned for it was actually in the news recently for um someone called um a gun alert in on a black kid who was carrying a hot glue gun oh, because they thought it was a legitimate weapon
0: yeah
2: like the campus was shut down for 3 hours like all sorts just because this black kid was carrying a a hot glue gun and um she said that it's like, she said that it's a nightmare the way that she has to like, and that's that's not even like the tip of the iceberg for the kind of overly political correctness kind of stuff that happens um or not you know it's not the tip of the iceberg for the kind of things that happen at that university. And everyone is overly, overly politically correct. Like a show like it's always sunny in Philadelphia is talked about in hushed tones because it's so out there.
1: Wow. Really?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like it's wildly PC. Um, And she says, you have to be on guard constantly because if you say the wrong thing and offend someone, it's like, if you don't check your privilege as a white person, you're going to get in trouble with someone. Someone will call you out for it publicly, like in a group of, you know, tens or hundreds of people, and then you've got to defend yourself and explain why you're not a racist.
1: Yeah, that's just not really great at all. Yeah,
2: it's not really constructive as a learning experience either. No, no it's but...
1: it's the antithesis of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I I get so um, I get so bogged down by negativity when I try and actually diagnose the problem myself intellectually, because like yeah. I said, like I do, I, I don't know what it is. It's an instinctive, like an actual pathological leaning to political correctness. It's not necessarily that I believe in suppressing everyone. It's that I am a person who just doesn't like to offend people.
0: Yeah,
1: And I'm not saying that I hide my real opinions because I'm afraid of, of op- offending people. It's, I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm tactful uh, in the way that I talk and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I think so, anyway. Like, I, I am not afraid to air any of my opinions, even if it'll piss people mm. off. Like, I think my Dapper Laughs video and the Women in FIFA 16 video and stuff sort of yeah. show that. Um, but I just... I If people are talking along the lines of something like, say, in some college in america some university in america um they had like a long-standing resident in the college was referred to as master and black people didn't like that so they wanted it the title to be changed like i think that that's fair enough like i I, that doesn't really bother me that kind of makes sense to me as because as we sort of um move out of the shadow of uh like long-standing institutionalized racism yeah. in in the West in general, I suppose mostly America. Um, people do want to find out what their identity is, and they do want to try mm-hmm. and seize hold of who they are and stuff. And if a word like that is, I I don't know if it just starkly reminds you of something that you don't want to be reminded of or be defined by.
0: Yeah,
1: I sort I of think <clears throat> it's fair enough, but at the same time. I don't think that it should be illegal to deny the Holocaust. Like, which yeah. makes it sound like I'm saying that I think we should be allowed to deny the Holocaust because yeah, yeah. I deny the Holocaust. But I mean, I think it's stupid to have a law that makes it illegal to think a thing.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, I think thought policing is a dangerous game. Yeah, I um, think if, you, if right. you
1: let people say the stupid things, then they'll get called on their stupid bullshit. Yeah. Like, I think if Milo Yiannopoulos was around ten years ago, when the world was less politically correct, I think people would be viewing him as the clown that he is. Mm. Like, I don't think he would have a following. I don't think he would be captivating people. Because what he would be yeah. saying would just be outlandish. And, and ridiculous. And ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I, I didn't experience that much in school. but Like, obviously, because I went to school like ten years ago now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Did you ever get told you weren't allowed to have certain opinions and stuff like that? uh
2: no, not particularly i see the thing with um, i'm what I do worry about um, and I worry about it quite a lot is the fact that we are now in a time where if I say something on Facebook or on Twitter that it could genuinely ruin my life or career yeah. just because I've said a thing that might offend someone. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with the fact that someone could, if I said something, I could say something on this podcast here tonight and someone could be so offended, they'll hunt down my real address. They'll find out where I work. They'll find out where I live and they'll, you know, bombard my life with, Anger and hatred, um, not necessarily equal to whatever I've said, and completely ruin my life. You know, get me fired from my job, uh, all sorts. You've seen it. You know, you've seen it on Twitter and stuff like that before. Um, it happened in Canada a while ago. The guy had his life completely ruined for a tweet that he made that was not deserving of the vitriol that he received in response.
1: Yeah. Um, I read a book about that called So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson where he examines different cases and one of the ones is the girl who tweeted while she was on a flight to South Africa I think or Kenya or a country in Africa Um, she said on my way to Africa hope I don't get AIDS lol just kidding I'm white and (sighs) her joke was about the idea of someone having that as their opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, her joke was like, God, imagine someone being God, this. imagine
2: someone actually being this ignorant.
1: Yeah. And while she was in the air, like, her life was being systematically torn Ruined, apart yeah. by people beneath her. Like, the, there were people turning up to the airport to film her reaction to being told that she was fired from her job like that's the level that yeah that's
2: that's wild
1: over a poorly worded tweet and like it's it's I, I actually saw it um i guess this is a like i I like a relevant thing that's happening now because there was a bombing in manchester last mm-hmm. night um at an ariana grande concert yeah and a guy tweeted i don't even remember his name he, he tweeted,
2: it was a cnn journalist wasn't it
1: was he i thought he was a freelancer.
2: yeah a freelancer for the for CNN yeah uh
1: he said yeah last it was time something then.
2: along the lines of breaking news uh, mass fatalities last time i listened to Ariel Are- Grande, i almost died as well yeah that's right something like that
1: um and then he tweeted a follow-up to say, I thought Ariana Grande was a thing that you order in Starbucks, which is some terrific original bands right there. i never heard anyone make a joke like that before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like...
2: Absolutely no remorse for what he said in the wake of...
1: Yeah, so my first instinct there is, like, fuck that guy. But I I see people who I follow and respect tweeting out his fucking details and stuff. And, like, I'm not down for that. Like, that makes me uncomfortable. I I think it's really important in these situations to preserve your empathy over your outrage about everything. Like, you, like, yes, like, obviously be upset and and stuff like that. But don't fucking go like, oh, I need to get revenge on this guy for saying this thing. Like, I just don't think that that's right. Even though it is a completely scummy thing to say. And, like, instinctively, I would be quite happy if he never worked again. But mm. that's that's
0: just the yeah, opinion like, that I have. Yeah, I'm not
2: gonna... That that tweet is on a different level to like saying that that you know that girl that saying that she might get aids but then she know cuz she's white like that tweet is on a different level. I mean it was within about half an hour of the yeah terror yeah. attack which is just which is just unreal.
1: It's definitely a different level like that that guy is trying to gain notoriety by capitalizing on grief. Like, yeah. that guy is trying to ride a wave of like negativity and yeah. like, uh, like people being upset and stuff and, and like that's yeah. that's pretty low but like who are we to police like who are we to like you know decide his fate as a result of that, that that's mm. something I don't like about the internet is the way we just decide that something is yeah okay. the
2: witch the witch hunts are yeah definitely not uh, a good thing about the internet like have you heard of the infamous "We Did It" Reddit meme.
1: No. Oh well, I'm, so, I'm sure I understand the. Like, I, I yeah. think I can get it just from the title.
2: Yeah, so it was. Um, it was in the wake of the Boston bombings, the marathon bombings. Oh yeah. And um, some groups of people on Reddit took it upon themselves to figure out who in the crowd was the Boston bomber. Yeah. And they narrowed it down to one guy who was a student. It turned out he'd been missing. For a couple of days and everyone assumed that that was him having gone and started planning his thing and you know disassociating himself with his fat from his family and stuff like that um and they they hunted him down put his name out there his name went all over mass media everything um and it turns out he was just quite depressed and he committed suicide shortly after
1: oh shit i didn't know that yeah god damn
2: yeah so that is the kind of thing that can can and does happen with this kind of internet witch hunt culture that has been provided to us by things like being able to dox people and the mass media as well following on and to be honest the mass media fully encourage uh the twitter like the twitter arty to go fucking insane half of the time and the the you know the journalists have been guilty of it themselves i mean there was that time during the um uh, I think it was during the Bataclan attacks when there was uh, they would do it. That they basically tweeted the saying or put it on air saying, "Oh, these people are hiding in this convenience store in the back room, and the killers meters away." Jesus Christ! And it was like, what the fuck? He was. He, they'd even reported the fact that he was using Twitter and like tweeting about his movements and stuff like that.
1: Fucking hell! It's like they're creating a fucking reality TV show.
2: Yeah, it's it's bizarre.
1: They're making a snuff horror movie. Yeah, yeah it's so weird. I I don't I, I don't understand how we think it's okay to do that on Twitter. It's it's like I I'm trying to imagine a situation in in real life in in the actual mm. world, not the virtual one, where um something like that would happen. And like, can you imagine if you know when you come off a plane and the carousel is there and all the bags are going around if like someone takes a bag that doesn't belong to him and then like everyone decides to just beat the shit out of that person yeah (laughs) <laughs> or
2: like, like picks up the wrong bag by accident
1: or, or like everyone else decides to take a bag belonging to someone else because that one guy did or something I don't know it's it's not a very well crafted metaphor I've come up with mm. but it's a job for the airport security like it wouldn't be a job for the mob standing around the thing like yeah. sure you'd give the guy a gentle nudge and be like excuse me this bag belongs to this woman Um, but if, if at that point he was like ah oh, fuck that and then everyone decided to beat the shit out of him until he died I mean, that wouldn't be okay. (laughs) No. It's absolutely the worst metaphor I've ever made in my life.
2: That's Yeah, I I can't say it's a great metaphor. I wanted to Um, just
1: imagine a bunch of people on the conveyor belt beating the shit out of a guy until he died. Just
2: wailing on this guy.
1: Yeah, I thought that that would be pretty funny. Um, But yeah, I (laughs) this doesn't relate to school at all.
2: No, we've gone on a very large tangent here.
1: I do remember um, in my primary school uh this would have been like 1999 or the year 2000 um the last time i truly felt happy and yeah. we were a few of my friends were like we used to sit at the very bottom of the yard next to this big huge brick wall and um i got like a, a walkman a disc man <laughs> which is a little cd player for those of you who are you know 18 and under mm-hmm. you've never seen one of these before it's a little cd player that you put your earphones into and it was fucking terrible and even the ones that said jog proof were not even oh
2: jog proof is there's no such thing yeah, as jog yeah
1: complete fucking con is what that was and like what I mean by that for those of you who don't know what a cd is if you have a cd player and you walk while it's playing the cd skips because the disc <laughs> smashes off the thing so <laughs> it, it's just awful um but I, I i had a discman that came from america and uh it was quite loud so we used to listen to limp biscuit from my discman down at the nice. bottom of the yard and uh one day we got it into our heads that it would be just so funny if we if we started a riot and um we all like collectively seemed to have this idea at the same time and like the entire school was pretty much ready to do it um bearing in mind we were like 9 years old yeah. 10 years old um, and it was because we weren't allowed to play wrestling in the yard. So, um, oh, that'll do it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, like, one person ratted everyone out. <laughs> and then we all tried to find out who the rat was. <laughs> and like we all started following these imaginary leads that we just invented out of tin good air good
2: lord on the, your very own witch hunt
1: yeah yeah and we eventually decided that it was some guy who um, like some fucking who I think it was like some kid who had really bad front teeth or something like that Aww. but it was just that it was just obviously that all the nine year olds were like this guy looks different to us Fuck him! Yeah, he did it. Here's why, and made up a bunch of like nine year old type excuses and reasons for it. And then, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't remember how it turned out. What happened in the end? But
2: I every... didn't have his front teeth anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but when, when I think back about it. It definitely wasn't him. It was definitely that the teachers observed (laughs) fucking like 150 kids (laughs) sitting at the back, gearing up for a riot. Tooling up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's definitely what happened. And we were all like, what?
0: How did they find (laughs) out?
1: um and the internet is a lot like that a lot of the time
2: it's a lot like that.
1: yeah when it, like all sorts of things people people turn politics into that you know like the yeah. fucking pizza gate thing or like most things that alex jones talks about even though i love that guy to death but yeah um i don't do, do you have any weird stories like that from school
2: shit uh... <laughs> yeah
1: putting you on the spot
2: yeah, um, no, I never, as a as a nine-year-old, I don't think I ever tooled up to riot, if I'm completely honest. That's um, not even I had... my
1: only school riot story.
2: <laughs> of course it's not. Um, no, we, um, we had the usual, we had the usual fights and stuff like that, and, um, there was a couple of moments. So, I got into a bit of a pickle with, um... With um, basically, I think I, I some kid bumped into me who was a lower year than me, and his older brother also went to the school. His older brother was in like a an an actual genuine real life gang, and then yeah, so he was like with
1: a yardie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so he was like, "Uh, "My brother's gonna fight you," and I was like, "All right, whatever." Um, and then his brother actually confronted me, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is actually happening." Yeah, um, and he threatened to stab me outside of school, and I was like, "Well, that's not very nice." At least it's um,
1: outside
2: of school, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, at least not, I, he let me finish my miserable day. Yeah, that's um, decent. <laughs> no, yeah, it was all bizarre and kind of. I had to like run home. I fucking was genuinely scared that I was about to get stabbed. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then it kind of like, and it was actually. Do you know what? I, I remember why it got forgotten because it was the last day of the school year like the entire school year so we're going on like a six to eight week holiday and it literally just was forgot completely forgotten after that and I was just like I was going back to school and I was like a little bit worried he might remember and that I might get stabbed yeah and then obviously I didn't get stabbed but yeah that was that was good fun that sounds fun yeah at a grammar school What a bloody grammar school is a
1: grammar school beholden to a certain class etiquette if you know what i
2: mean like a lot of people will have you think that way but obviously with the whole stabbing thing no
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) stupid question Um,
2: (laughs) um but yeah it's generally the general stigmatism is that from other schools is that we were the nerds like you've got to be fairly intelligent to go to a grammar school i used to be fairly intelligent god knows what happened but you know um
1: you seem like an intelligent chap
2: Thanks. I mean, you're wrong, but thanks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You seem like an intelligent chap, even though you've just told me that you failed physics and chemistry at A-level.
1: I failed both of those subjects also.
2: That's because they're the devil.
1: Here's the thing, right? (laughs) I, I, I am willing to say, on the record, that I am an intelligent person. I think I know a little bit about a lot, and I think that that just gives everyone sort of shape of my intelligence or at least the scope of my intellect because i can speak at length about a lot of things that i have not even done a whole lot of research on and that's not purely like a skill in being articulate or whatever Mm. like i i know i'm intelligent and i'm sure that people can tell that about me um i i don't think i'm as intelligent as other people think i am but whatever (laughs) like I, i do know that i am definitely an intellectual and i failed uh economics i failed accounting i failed french i think i scraped past geography got a fucking a in honors english what's (laughs) up um and i passed honors irish but yeah i failed hard like um oh yeah and i did ordinary level maths which is like i'm pretty sure certain chimps could (laughs) like not even kidding i'm pretty sure that there are chimps that could be trained to pass that course like, you know, using simple arithmetic by taking away different crisps from them, they could... I don't know, but I, I believe it's possible to get a chimp to pass ordinary level maths. Yeah. Um, So I did that. Like, I, I was just terrible in school, so I don't yeah. think that your grades are a reflection of your intelligence at all. They're simply a reflection of your ability to study yeah. and regurgitate. I, I do think there are people who are not suited to academia. Like, mm-hmm. I have friends who are really good at literally everything in the world that isn't like writing a thesis (laughs) writing a thesis or uh writing a poem or whatever like i i have Mm. i have one friend who's dyslexic and like can barely spell his own name but like if i ever needed anything i would just ask him and he would not only would he turn up but he would do the thing and yeah. it would be like nothing to him and like I always ask him like where do you learn this stuff? And he's like, Ah, oh, you just kind of figure it out as you go along. And it's <laughs> you know, it's just that real like I, I kind of feel like it's a masculine trait <laughs> because yeah. it's something that I don't have and I am the least masculine person that I know. So Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh that is a tangent I went on, so
2: Yeah. I yeah. Bring it back to you Stab- the stabbing t- tooling it up and uh yeah my stabbing i'm trying to think of like any other wild stuff that happened i think i had like a really mundane childhood to be honest <laughs> like that's so boring like it's just bizarre
3: yeah, maybe you... like, like
2: you'd think that you'd think that something in London, living in you know, going to school in London, something more interesting would happen.
1: Was there not something from your school that made the news?
2: No, not really. They like we were incredibly boring as people, by the sounds by my memory's sake. Like the only thing, right? Shit. The only thing that I can think of, and I think I've told this story before, is from my primary school we used to have a, vet- a local veterinarian that used to come in to the school and he'd bring all sorts of you know various animals and stuff. And he was called Mr. Mills and we used to refer to him as the Animal Man. I think you know where this story's going because I've told this story before. I don't think you've um, told it on the podcast. Oh, shit. I don't think um, buckle up, kids. Um, <laughs> so, Mr. Mills, the Animal Man, used to come in bring various children uh, <laughs> <laughs> dear, um, I've given up the game um, he used to bring in various animals and you'd kind of you know tell them tell you about them and let you play with them and stuff like that and um, he was later arrested for quite a lot of child pornography and bestiality Aww. and all sorts and that makes me feel so uncomfortable
1: but did he say that traps were gay uh
2: i never got to ask him
1: Oh, that's a shame yeah <laughs> never visit him in prison or anything no no yeah that's fucked but up
2: yeah though. that's that's probably the most fucking weird thing that ever happened
1: i i can without any evidence to prove this i know that i definitely went to school where some of the teachers were pedophiles
2: uh yeah so there were some very suspect teachers.
1: Do you know, I had some of the... I went to four different schools. Mm. Um, I moved around an awful lot. I think that's why I have so many stories like that. Yeah. Um, But some of my teachers, man, were just, like, living with what I can only describe as major undiagnosed personality disorders. <laughs> like, th- th- there was... There was one teacher in one of my schools, and I can't say too much on this matter, because oh. his son was in my class, and also one Shuck. of the listeners goes to that school and will know who he Ooh, is.
2: Interesting.
1: I should not tell... I should that's, not actually... That's
2: probably more than you should have said.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he used to just fucking hate me, and <laughs> like with good reason to some extent... Like, I was not a good kid in school. Like, I did not ever care about what the teacher was saying. You could not motivate me to do fucking anything. But, like, I also love knowing stuff. And when I did know something, I would answer. And it got to a stage where... Like, I honestly think he hated me because I was from Dublin. And I'm not actually a Dublin native. I wasn't born in Dublin, but I had spent most of my, like all my teenage years in Dublin up up to this point. And in this school, this fucking guy would just never get off my back about how Dublin was such a kip and Dublin is a whole (laughs) other place and all. And I was like, I remember one day I was just like, look, man, it's the capital city. It has everything. Like, every band that comes to Ireland plays in Dublin. It's where the Irish football team play. It's where the rugby team play. It's where one of the biggest stadiums in Europe is. Like, yeah. it's it's where all the industry in this fucking country is. Like, why do you give me such a hard time about being from there? And he was like, oh, well, the crime rate and blah. And, like, that's how I know that he legitimately had... A problem with Dublin, like it, you know, it wasn't just that he was ribbing me or anything like that, and I didn't yeah. understand it. it. It's he legitimately thought that the people from there were lesser people, and like the fucking irony of it is that I was born like twenty minutes away from this place, like so, whatever. But um, yeah, I remember like he, he used to ask questions, and I would answer them, and he would ignore me until somebody else answered, and then he would say that they were right. Yeah. Like, oh man, just so petty. Imagine being in charge of like nurturing, uh, fucking, uh, teenagers, like educate, like you know, a really yeah. important part of their formative years,
2: learning, yeah.
1: And just being a fucking prick about it, like to that extent. <laughs> and and like he wasn't even the worst. I had way worse. I I had teachers who, like, I am genuinely surprised are not in jail. I had one teacher who is in jail.
2: Shit. <laughs> um
1: she impersonated a police officer
2: oh god yeah i'll do it her
1: her roommate was um a police officer a guard that's what they're called in, in ireland yeah and um she like took her uniform one day and went to a shop and tried to get petrol for free because she was a police officer
2: oh that's not smart
1: yeah and uh i don't know that she actually got to jail like obviously she got charged with the crime and everything like, yeah. i don't know if that's the type of thing you can get away with on bail or like maybe she was suffering com- some kind of stress or something like that yeah. But um that's a that's a thing that actually happened from one of my that's, teachers. yeah um that's impressive yeah it's insane um oh man i i had i had so many fucking weird teachers that definitely were suffering from mental disorders. And I I really do think that being in charge of uh, a bunch of, like, hormonal teenagers would absolutely drive me to um, live out a mental disorder as well, to be honest. Because I would say it's such a stressful job.
2: Yeah, that, like... There was... Oh, there were so many teachers that were... Oh, so very interesting as people. Like, they were bizarre characters. There was my German teacher was the oddest man. Um anybody that went to my school will will attest to the fact that he was a very strange, strange man. Um but he like he used to he had quite severe anger issues. Um uh, he he had the rumour was he always used to sniff the back of his hand and the rumor was that he had lavender, um, kind of like um, oil drops that he rubbed into the back of his hand, and the smell of lavender calmed him down. <laughs> um, like he'd he'd cycle into work on one of those fold up bikes, oh, even geez. though there was no need for it to fold up at all. Um, like and he'd shower in the boys' changing rooms in the mornings when he got into work, and he'd come in to like first class with shaving foam behind his ears and stuff like that. Oh um he was overly loud um his car when he drove it into work was just filled with oranges <laughs> um, oranges
1: why not like
2: yeah like it's so bizarre like he used to carry around like pictures of his like if you got because he got a new class in year nine when mm-hmm. you start learning a second language so you'd have to learn like a set of year nine pupils names and he'd carry around their year eight photographs with their names underneath them so that he could remember them, oh. which, you know, probably just to help him remember him. But obviously, as kids, we were like, no, nah, paedophile. Yeah. Um, but yeah, weird chap. Very good teacher. Terrifying man. Um, but yeah,
1: I had. Um, it, I had... <laughs> Go on.
2: So, yeah, only ever had good things to say about me, though. Oh, Really? Yeah. You, that's worrying.
1: Yeah, did a bunch of adults ever make you point to a doll where he might <laughs> <been
2: like, laughs> just show us all the doll. Yeah.
1: Um I I had a teacher who uh really openly hated his life and um I remember one day he came in and said, "Uh right lads, uh, just do your homework or study or something cuz the wife had another kid last night." And uh, one guy said, "Uh, sir, who's the father? And (laughs) the the teacher pinned him up against the wall.
2: Oh, shit. Like,
1: right in his face. And uh, threatened to murder him. So, that was pretty good. Um, good. I also... uh, A janitor once threatened to assault me. And when I told the principal, the principal didn't care. Because the principal agreed with him. um, (laughs) I had this one teacher that was... uh, Such a fucking cunt, this guy. And he... (sighs) he was all about his flashy lifestyle, even though it's like, we know you're a fucking teacher.
2: Know, <laughs> like, bro. Calm down. It's
1: it It's not me saying that being a teacher is a shit job. It's just don't act like you're a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's so stupid when yeah. you're in an industry where your wages are quite well documented, yeah. and then for With you to act...
2: being not very good. Bro. Yeah,
1: like, you just act like you're better than that somehow. And uh, I remember he got a new phone, and this was the uh, around 2000 and... Uh, when like phones with cameras on them were becoming a really big deal
2: yeah yeah.
1: Um, and like obviously at our age we weren't given those like yet because a parents hadn't figured out that you know the whole camera thing wasn't just a fad that was gonna go away and b they were really expensive like proportionally to um Yeah, yeah so anyway this guy he he had this phone and he took it out and the whole class was like oh sir phone oh what about the phone he was like shut up Nobody talked to me about my phone. He put, he put the phone back in his pocket, right? And then he waited to, to a point where everyone was looking down because Calm he was a science down. teacher and he was doing this experiment about the, the way that black, the color black absorbs heat faster than the color white. Yeah. Um, so everyone was looking down at his desk and he took the phone out of his pocket and uh, like sort of held it openly out from his chest and then moved it into his other pocket. Like, literally just to be like, yeah. look at my phone. And then, like, he would always talk about how his car is really fast or, you know, how what he lifts at the gym, like that kind of shit. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, man, who does like, that? you're so pathetic, you know? <laughs> I'm not saying that you're pathetic because you talk about <laughs> how much you lift at the gym. I'm saying that in the context of everything else that he did. In the
2: context of bragging to it, children.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which also is kind of what you do, but still.
2: On, yeah, but on the internet. I, at least okay. I'm not in the position of power
1: plus I think that you're pathetic irrespective of that <laughs> so,
2: so join like, the club. join uh, the club it's all yeah. like getting cute
1: <laughs> so um yeah jeez uh, I'm not I'm, I'm deliberately not talking about the more extreme bad cases of teachers that I had because yeah. I live back in the town where I went to the school where most of the bad <laughs> shit went will, down
2: they will come and get you
1: not them but their families (laughs) well like the the really annoying thing is that um because of uh steve and how big like he is in this town it means that we're all like interconnected now and i have all of these sort of extended network like of connections with people who i ordinarily wouldn't really socialize with at all because we're all linked through this sort of community now yeah i have to be really careful about the shit that i say and i hate it um so i don't talk you're living
2: you're living out this pc nightmare of mine
1: i i don't know if is that political correctness or is that just basic politeness
2: i think i think it's something akin to the political correctness thing but not quite
1: yeah, I, I don't really think that there.
2: It's a similar scenario.
1: It's a similar feeling, definitely, but yeah. it, it's
2: it's
1: not it's not a similar. Um,
2: what? Well, Atmosphere.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not Orwellian. It's more yeah. uh, like Hugh Grant level awkwardness <laughs> type thing. It's it's yeah. more that I just I don't want to be stuck in a lift with the nephew of the yeah. teacher that I. <laughs> Have yeah.
2: them to just turn to you and go. So yeah, <laughs> one oh, of the lads
1: shit. was telling me that. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's I can I can see that.
1: Certainly annoying, but uh, yeah. I I have some other stories from school. Um, there was an Italian guy in my school mm. who was a boxer, and he boxed me once. And the bruise was bigger than, like, from my shoulder down to my elbow. Um, He used to always, every time the teacher would tell him to do something, he would say, sir, that's racist. And I thought it was incredible at the time because when you're a kid, you'll take any bit of leverage you can over a teacher because they are your superior and they are the authority. And if you can make them feel a shred of, like worry or Mm. (laughs) doubt or anything that might undermine that position of authority, like, that's that is a a game point yeah, that's what you're looking for, yeah,
2: that is the end point Mm. of schooling but what do you how necessary do you think that a university education is to succeed in life in our countries um
1: I So, obviously, the answer is very and not very at all, like d- yeah. depending on the field that you're in. But I will say, honestly, that my career has been really dramatically hindered by the fact that I don't have a university degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my potential as a worker is way higher than what I'm in now. And I'm in a good job now, and mm-hmm. like I've forged out a pretty decent career path for myself. I don't necessarily know that it's the thing that I want to be doing, but here I am, I'm good at it. I know that I could walk into a job that pays a lot more than the one that I'm on. And, like, I'm on more money than I've ever been on in my life, so, like, things are good, but damn, they could be so much better if I wasn't such a fucking idiot. Um, And I didn't try and, like, run away from every problem that I ever had, and I didn't Mm -hmm. move so fucking often. And if I had just had the foresight and, like, the discipline to understand my situation like there are people from my college class that went on to get degrees and like i i don't want to speak ill of them but like i'm smarter than all of them combined yeah much um which is like and that's not a that's not bitterness from me like i don't i don't regret it at all i have no regrets and i don't think i'm better than any of those people they've all gone on to you know do really well with their careers and (laughs) stuff and that's awesome um, my potential is bigger than theirs in my estimation mm. and uh, yeah I don't know that's just I did what I did and as a yeah. result of that I am not at the level that I should be at so um, for me personally would have been way better had I gone to mm. university but it's it's not necessary you know Yeah. what do you think
2: uh, for for the industry that I'm in um I do not believe that a university degree is important or relevant at really? all. Really? No. Nope. That's interesting. Not at all. Um I think that I could be um 4 years ahead of where I am. Wow. Currently?
1: Really? I always thought that I always got the impression that your foothold in the industry that you're in now was as a result of your degree.
2: It came from my work... So, it's a mixed bag. It's a really mixed bag for me. Yeah. Um, so, like, my work ethic, um, which came from a mixture of university and the opportunity that I was afforded at university, has helped me massively in yeah, the work that's
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point, too. Like, that is a factor that we don't really consider.
2: So, yeah. So, my... So I initially got my, um, sorry, my first my first job in the industry was via a placement that I got at my university uh, through one of my lecturers through going to her and saying I would like to do a year out. So I've set myself so I was already set a year back by the fact that I'd missed out a year um, to go back to college. Uh, After I failed English, um, physics and chemistry. And And drama. uh, No, i got to be in drama. (laughs) I'm Um,
1: such a dickhead. (laughs) Trying to throw another grenade at you.
2: (laughs) I think you'll find, sir. Um, But yeah, so it was like... um, I got my first job there where I worked my way up fairly quickly. Um, So I was a runner and I worked my way up to become head runner at this company... So I was then in charge of the other runners, even though I'd been there for less than I'd been there for less than four months at the time.
1: But you still had to report to the road runner. Is that correct?
2: Uh, that is correct.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> Constantly um, trying to yeah. get like a fucking um, what's that a recon on what that coyote is building now? Yeah. <laughs> what this fucking idiot. What he's up to
2: now. But yeah, so so it was from there and from that job then that I developed like a real strong kind of like a nine to five mindset in terms of my work ethic. Yeah. Which then when I went back to university for my final year, even though I was lagging from my previous years, it took that work ethic then took me storming straight to a first with relative ease.
1: A first is like an A, right? Like an A.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, first with honors, so it was like an A plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's not necessary, but it helps to a degree. Um, I've got I also know for people that um regret not going to university because they feel like they missed out on an experience. Yeah. And university is definitely an experience. Um. I also fucked myself over nicely because I was part of the first wave of the £9,000
1: Ah, excellent. Group. So you're still paying off your...
2: Oh, I haven't even started yet. (laughs) I don't even... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I've I've got all of that fun to come.
1: Yeah, that's a really fucking stupid thing about the UK. Uh, The fucking student debt that you guys end up saddled with is... Like a moral crisis.
2: Yeah. So actually, I mean, it's
1: not the UK; it's England. Yeah. They, yeah they it's don't England. Have it Scotland's ins- free. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, everything has been put in perspective again by this um, girl that I've been speaking to, who's um, Amer- goes to this American college, because her tuition fees, mine and nine, one were nine thousand a year. Her tuition fees. Are sixty thousand oh, a year for four years?
1: Jesus, sweet Jesus!
2: Yeah, man, so if it's bad, it can always be worse.
1: You can you can get a fucking high level degree in this country for like fifteen hundred euros. Yeah, well, no, that that's not true. Fifteen hundred euros a year, say. I mean, like, you could realistically do it in under six grand, I'd say. And, and like, there's all kinds of grants and, like, access courses yeah, yeah. and little, like, shortcuts you can take and stuff. Yeah. Um,
2: it's wild. Yeah. It's so dangerous. if anyone is listening and is deciding whether they should go to university or not, um, weigh your options properly. Like, actually give it some genuine thought. Um, because I, when I went, I felt like it was the only option. I felt like that was the option. If I didn't go to university, I was a failure. And that's not true. Um, But also, there are a lot of things where the university will help you and will set you up to do well in life. Yeah. uh, As long as you treat it with respect.
1: I think if I had developed the work ethic that university could have instilled in me, I really feel like I could just be so much better at everything i do like i i tried to consolidate my lack of university by succeeding in youtube which was a a ridiculous weight of expectation to place on myself and also required a phenomenal level of self-belief that i don't know where i got that from at the time but if i had gone to university and then went into youtube honestly i think if i had the discipline from university and did youtube with that in mind I, i think i would have been a success.
2: Yeah, I feel like university will turn you into one of two people, and you'll either become someone who actually you know does the work in plenty of time and works hard to get the work done early, or you will procrastinate to the last minute and spend, you know, thirteen hour shifts. Like I watched a lot of my university mates spend thirteen, fourteen hour shifts in the library while I'd handed my dissertation in. A week prior. Yeah. Yeah, but that's crazy. It will send you one of two ways.
1: I've always been like a person that never really had to try in school. Like I yeah, I got really good grades without having to try because I'm just I don't know what it is about my brain and personality type, but I am just set up to succeed in academia. Like it's I'm yeah. so good at that. Like when I prime myself and stuff. Um, the reason I failed so hard on my final exams was that I I barely fucking turned up to class and like I I just mm. I I really just f- fucked about for yeah. two years basically and also went to a joke of a school where there were ridiculously yeah. stupid teachers and riots and all sorts of stuff. I spoke yeah, about yeah. the riot before on the previous mm. school episode, I think. So if you're interested, go check that episode out because that also was a really good one. Um, yeah. Even though I confessed earlier to not remembering any of it but <laughs> i have no doubt that the people who enjoyed it were uh, very grateful in their comments and stuff indeed um so think, like
2: yeah i i think i guess what i'm trying like i think if i could sum up each of my years at university was is like first year doesn't matter if i'm honest have fun like enjoy it get the work get the work that you need to get done done um, enjoy your time. Second year, pay attention because you'll actually learn shit that you'll need. Um, go go to fucking lectures because they're going to cost you a hundred and sixty quid or something like that, ridiculous like that. A lecture, fucking turn up. Um, like take a placement year. I'd recommend a placement year. Fucking placement year has done me great. I made good friends and I've fucking made a lot of money to take to go travelling. So if that's one of your aims, go, take a placement year. What's the... Uh,
1: do you call it the Erasmus? Do you call it that in the UK?
2: Erasmus? Erasmus. Or like UCAS?
1: No, UCAS is like the application process. Isn't yeah. It? No, Erasmus is um, where you swap places with someone in a foreign university.
2: Ah, uh, I never did anything like that, but I know a few people that did.
1: Yeah, it's an EU um, initiative anyway, so I don't think uh, okay. the UK will be profiting from yeah, so. um,
2: it <laughs> Yeah, I know a couple of people that studied abroad and they thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that would be pretty cool. It would be such a culture shock that it would, like, I don't know, yeah, yeah, force you into doing certain things, force you out of yourself, out of the Yeah, yeah. And stuff Oh, 100%, like yeah. Yeah. I, I also think that's something I could have gained from university had i went to just yeah an ability to socialize better not that there's anything wrong with my social skills but i definitely lean so hard on introversion that like i just Mm. fail to even attempt to talk to people sometimes but um yeah i i feel like university would have suited me well Mm. but uh alas it was not to be and uh yeah I'm still going to be a millionaire at some point.
2: Yeah. So. I mean, like, it's not, it, university is not for everyone. Like, yeah, straight that's up. Because my, um, one of my mates, one of my mates, Freddie, he went straight from, um, college at six, what um, straight from sixth form, uh, um, you know, 18 or whatever, and went straight into working, um, as a junior, um, not investment broker, but it's something similar to that. And, you know, he's 24 now and he's making, abs- he's making way more money than I am. Yeah. Like, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, my cousin Dara, who was on an episode quite recently, is just, has the greatest fucking life right now. And, yeah. uh, I wish he could have spoke about it more, but we got so fucking blasted on the show, (laughs) we couldn't get to the point we were trying to make. But he he, uh, participated in this Enterprise Day at a a bank in the town that he lives in, um, like, last uh, Friday or something, I think it Mm -hmm. was. And he's after signing up a whole bunch of new clients and meeting potential investors and stuff. And, like, the dude is going places, and it is, like, it's very, um, inspiring to see. Um, but it was so funny cause I said to him, uh, that that went from zero to a hundred real quick. And he was like, actually it didn't, it went from baby steps to baby steps to baby yeah. steps. It went from me signing one single client and training him out of the shed in my house. Yeah. Like, like, uh, you know, and then, uh, and I was like, yeah, that is true. I only see you a few times a year, and every time I do, there's a new addition to your life, like some new thing that's real, you know. But, um, yeah, like, you'll see... Um, it, it, is it KSI who has done talks in universities about why you don't need university or whatever? Yeah. I always got a little bit weary of that
2: because... I Yeah, I always found that very odd, someone who never went to university, and yeah. I'm not going to say he's lucky, but he very much hit something at the right time. Yeah, like it's, it's very much hit it perfectly at the right. It was the right place at the right time. You're not going to become KSI. <laughs> he, yeah, he's got a great work ethic and he built a character that was loved by a lot of teenagers, yeah. and he absolutely hit the market perfectly. But there is no doubt in my mind that he would probably have a different perspective or opinion if he went to university himself. Like, yeah. if he had gone to university and still made it big, then he'd be preaching that university was probably what did it. Like. Yeah. It's all a matter of opinion.
1: Yeah. It's it's pretty interesting to see people like that giving talks about why university is not necessarily like important or whatever.
2: Yeah. Um, Show me someone. And, and it's always, it's like a survivor by, by uh, basis. Like, saying people like, looking at people like KSI who didn't go to university or Bill Gates. I, I don't even remember, but like, I remember seeing something, Bill Gates dropped out of high school or something like that.
1: Yeah, like, like I I think you only never fairness... hear
2: about the anomalies. Yeah. You never hear about the millions that fucking end up working at McDonald's.
1: Duncan Vanatine, he like dropped out of school at sixteen or something. Yeah. He I I do think there's some sort of it's it's like proportionally the number of entrepreneurs who were uh, college dropouts or high school dropouts is really high, but I'm not sure if that's I, like I'm not sure if it actually is proportionally high, or if it's just that we can rattle off a list of people who didn't go to university. I mean,
2: you know, we can I can you can rattle off off, off a list of five or six, but think about the the millions and millions that didn't like make anything of themselves.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I... what, but what I'm saying is that I think in the pool of entrepreneurs, there are a lot of dropouts. But in the pool of dropouts, there are not a lot of entrepreneurs.
2: Yeah. Which is, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Maybe, you know, becoming an entrepreneur is a result of not having any marketable skills for anybody respectable to hire them. Like
1: <laughs> They do say that um, a lot of entrepreneurs can be empowered by what's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which mm. is this idea that, like, if you... It's like the less you know about a thing, the more confident you are at talking about it. And I always, when I'm trying to explain it to people, I always say, think about FIFA YouTubers and the way they talk about footballers and the fact that so many of them do not have a fucking clue about yeah. football and I don't mean about tactics and precision and accuracy I mean about who plays for what team I mean about what
2: stats what position people actually play
1: yeah like it's insane the only reason that they do it is because they believe that they know the thing that they don't even have to learn like they don't know what it is to not know it so yeah. they just assume that they in fact no. they don't know what it is to actually know it that's why they think that they know it hmm and that's called the dunning-kruger effect and they say that entrepreneurs nice. have that in spades because they
0: yeah.
1: sort of just put plans into motion and they're so confident because they're not at all held back by you know a lack of understanding mm. because they don't know what it is to actually understand something yeah so that's a thing
2: it's interesting yeah
1: yeah it is um so that's another thing that uh lets people get ahead in life Yeah. Watch out for that because
2: almost, almost the idea that ignorance is bliss.
1: Yeah, yeah. Literally, people who are less talented than you make more money than you. Fact. Talking to all the listeners here. Yeah. You all suck. (laughs) Your life is. (laughs) I don't know why I started saying that. Um. Yeah. Um. I'd really like to know what our listeners study in college.
2: Yeah. Like, I'd, or in university, yeah, or wherever you well, are. Well, in
1: Ireland, we just say college. Ah, uh, fair. Like we don't, we don't ever say yeah. uni or university, just college. Yeah. But um, I don't know. If you've made it this far in and you feel like commenting, I look forward to reading the tree hmm. comments from people who tell me what they study.
2: I'd be interested in receiving my eighteen hundred pounds.
1: <laughs> yeah. You can send that to Jack at PayPal. dot com <laughs> slash. Yeah, will get there. Gov. Slash UK.
2: Yeah. Um That'll make it to me.
1: For real though, leave comments. Say what you're yeah. Say what you're yeah, studying or what is. you aspire to be in life so that myself and Jack can sit down, have a look at them all, and laugh to ourselves at how you know nothing and are going to <laughs> fail.
2: Oh also, that's true.
1: I think this episode may have gone up on Thursday night, so
2: Oh really? That's yeah. That's exciting
1: because I'm I'm going to England land.
2: Ah, oh, of course you are.
1: Yeah, on Friday, so I won't be there to set the podcast live and the any I get someone else to do it, I always put them under immense pressure and swear at them. Inevitably they crack. Yeah. It's it's cuz I'm always really drunk. If ever like the podcast isn't going up on a Friday night, it's because I'm drunk. And
2: if, it's fair, really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but if it's in someone else's hands, I go crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's what I do for you, listeners. Um,
2: the and Tribulations.
1: Yeah. Well, what would I even title this episode? Because like, I don't think the first half was even about education at all. Um,
2: We, t- we talked a little bit about education. Yeah. Just title it We Got Distracted.
1: <laughs> I'm not titling it that. I'll just call it The Education System.
2: Yeah, the education system has failed us and ruined our ability to concentrate on a single topic.
1: Yeah, and the drugs didn't help.
2: Or did they? Or did they? The
1: drugs definitely helped. Yeah, Richard Ashcroft <laughs> was lying when he said the drugs don't work.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: lives yeah. <laughs> on She dies there forever She likes the sound Tina knows the devil Tina loves the violence Of living in the country